Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Espresso. It is 2024, and I am so grateful that you are tuning in. Gosh, how's your break been? Mine's been fantastic. I hope that you've used this time to binge some of the old episodes if that's what you're planning on doing. Otherwise, you know, welcome to Marketing Espresso. Maybe this is your first episode that you've listened to. Well, Welcome. Thank you for joining me here. I am your host, Beck Chapel. I'm not going to give you a little bit about me. I think that's in the introduction episode, which you can go back and learn. But I just wanted to shout out to everyone that's been a avid listener for a couple of years. Thank you. And anyone that's joining the space, thank you. I always say it and I'll say it again. Uh, reach out to me. Tell me what you're loving. Tell me what you're hating and all of the above. So... Obviously, being a kickoff episode for 2024, I kind of want to talk about the marketing trends that people are talking about this year and where I see marketing going and the things that I think businesses should be focusing on just from what I see in my clients and also, I guess, the consumer behavior that I witness online and even in the conversations I have day to day. As a marketer, my marketing brain is never off. (laughs) And even if I'm at a barbecue or at the pub, I am kind of listening to hear consumer behavior, right? Because we are all consumers. And I find it fascinating the way that we want to interact with brands and people now, especially because nothing is private, right? Like we live in a time where there is just so much online and we just have access to so much stuff. And I think our poor little brains struggle with this and hence why, you know, mental health is such a thing now. You know, you see it in the kids growing up today, like they're always on their phones, they're always being fed content and, and things. And I think that's why it's really important I'm going to have a lot. I'm going to dive into a lot of different aspects of marketing today that I think are going to play a part in this year. And I think as brands, whether it influences what you do or not, it's up to you and knowing your strategy, because this is the thing, right? We are going to see another year of everyone telling us to do certain things. And the way to overcome getting caught up in that crap is to know well and truly your lane where your clients are and how it is you're servicing and how you are different. And once you know those things, your marketing becomes really easy and you won't get sucked into these traps of, I have to be doing. You don't have to be doing anything where your clients aren't. And this is the thing, like, you know, when my clients send me things like, Beck, what do you think about this idea? I'm like, what do your clients think about you jumping on that idea? (laughs) What does your revenue think? What does your profit think? All of those great things. So, 2024 in marketing, what is going to change? I've been reading a couple of articles put out, you know, by the Asanas of the world, the Forbes, a couple of YouTubes, some some independent marketers as well about what they think is going to happen this year. Yes, guys, I research for this podcast, go figure. But I also think from my own point of view, I have my own opinions on this stuff too. And I have my own opinions about how brands can utilize these things. And it's not even about whether you get left behind these days. It's actually just about how are you unique in the marketplace. Because if we're all trying to do the same thing, we all become pretty bland and boring, don't we? So the first thing I want to touch on is AI. AI is not going anywhere, <laughs> whether we like it or not. AI, I openly say I'm, I'm nervous about AI. I think that it is another tool that has the potential to dehumanize us <laughs> um, in a very big way. But the thing I want to say with AI is there is 100% a place for it and there's a way to use it in your business to help you. There's a way to use it in your marketing to help you. There is definitely ways that you should be using it to take the load off for yourself. And, you know, be really smart about your marketing and also understand your client better. There is some research aspects of AI that are phenomenal. There are ways to use it in your business. But the one way that I say don't use it is don't let it take over your voice. We 
are in a content overload these days because everyone's jumped on ChatGPT and now everyone thinks they're a writer. ChatGPT's writing's kind of shit. I'm calling it. It's crap. If you were using ChatGPT to generate your content, please stop. It is a tool to assist you in generating content and it's a tool to kind of gather what's on the internet and the accumulative thoughts of people and potentially break it down into, should I be writing content of this? It is a great way to use it in that regard. It is not and should not overtake your content creation. People know subconsciously if something is produced by, by AI. If I see one more ad for, hey, these these photos were developed by AI, I know they were developed by AI because they look fake as fuck and they're not appealing to me because you're not being authentic in that photo. So please don't use AI to generate photos other than the joke ones of you as a superhero, which one of my clients did and it turned out phenomenal. So people subconsciously know the difference between AI and and human. The human is what makes you unique. It is what makes your business grow. It is what will make the difference in your business. So the next thing coming to AI, we now have a generation and I am guilty of it. We're all guilty of it that expect instant gratification. If we ask a question, we want an instant answer. Google has perpetuated this. Social media has perpetuated this. There are a lot of aspects as to why now we expect everything instantly. And unfortunately, that's not going anywhere. We we have set the standard. <laughs> and so make sure you meet that standard. Have things in place on, you know, these these chatbots and stuff, old school. They're, 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 it's old technology. It has been around for a long time. If you do not have it yet, highly recommend look at your meta, you know, if you've got Instagram, Facebook, obviously LinkedIn's a little bit different. I think there's probably chatbots for LinkedIn right now. I don't want to give too much advice on that because I personally don't use them. I prefer to be very personal on LinkedIn. But in other spaces where you um, potentially have your brand, there is nothing wrong with having a chatbot to give people an idea of when they will hear back from you. If you don't have instant replies on your emails is when someone submits a question. These are all little things that in 2024, they're non-negotiable have them there. People expect instant replies. When they don't get something, they feel like they've gone into the ether of the internet and they've been lost, which also happens a lot, right? So the next thing I want to talk about is customer service. Coming back to this instant gratification thing, nothing beats customer service. I think in a world where we now have to deal with technology so much, and um, last year I reshared a post from a good friend, Ray, about Facebook's absolute lack of customer service. And I think this is across the board. We think that we can use robots and, and, and AI to answer people's questions. If someone has a concern or a complaint or something they just want to talk to a person about, let them talk to a person. I'm sorry, tech will never answer the question that you have. Sometimes it will. Sometimes Google gets it right. Sometimes they chatbots do get it right. But generally, there is nothing greater than customer service. I think it's Telstra that has just recently moved most of their um, call centers back into Australia they and then they've got call centers so that they have someone always answering calls. If Telstra went to tech only and had that, like, could you imagine? Qantas is bad for it. I'm sick of talking to a robot through Qantas. <laughs> um, there's a whole bunch of places that I'm like, oh, why do I have to talk to a robot? So just it, regardless of the size of your business, whether you are, you know, a multi-million dollar company or you are you yourself and you, Customer service is non-negotiable. Have set the standard in place as to what it is that you're going to deliver and, and always meet that. Have a process and procedure in place, even if it's just you, as to how, you know, if someone gets caught up in junk, okay, cool, we'll have a procedure around checking your junk every day. Whatever it is, make sure that you have places, um, things in place to make sure you are constantly delivering on that customer service. Customer service in a world where technology is taking over will put you well and truly above your competitors. It is 
people are seeking connection again. We are lonelier than ever. The stats are coming out. So the more that you can make someone feel seen and heard and actually make them feel seen and heard, get your staff members off their mobile phones when they're on the floor. Seriously, no phones on floor. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know if you're legally allowed to do that now, but the ridiculous thing is like, I can't tell you how many times I go into a shop and I feel like I'm pestering the shop assistant. These are things like 2024, if you want to be the shop of choice, if you want to be different, if you want to set a mark higher than like the average customer service is the way to do that. So process and procedure around that with your whole team on board. That's how you build brand. It's how you protect brand and all of that great stuff. I would have done a million episodes on this. So if you want to go back and listen to one of them, go back and binge. The next thing I want to talk to is ethics and sustainability. We know for a fact that, you know, like people expect you to be ethical and they expect you to give a shit about something over and above making money these day and age. And you are going to get a lot more customers if you want to have impact and you do care over and above. So making sure that your brand is is really hitting these points of ethics and sustainability is so important. I'm not going to go into it really deep here, but I just wanted to mention it. In 2024, I really do feel that it's going to become more and more important to people because we are in a time where people are really loud about wanting to protect the planet and they really want to see businesses getting behind that cause, especially the ones making money. And if they're not, they're not afraid to out them. So yeah, ethics, sustainability. Okay, quick ways to get attention, right? Everyone's talking about video marketing being the next big thing. It's already a big thing. It was the the talk of the town in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. People have been pushing video for a long time. I saw a really good chat on Instagram the other day about actually they've pulled back reels a lot and there is a call for influencers. They're like, guys, take us back to the Instagram of old. So I'm curious if Meta will listen to their users and do that instead of trying to be a second rate TikTok. And, you know, like I personally um, don't engage with TikTok for the, for a couple of reasons, but we won't go into that. But I do think that, you know, TikTok is its own platform and, and Instagram is its own platform in its own right. The demographics of both are wildly different. And I think it will be interesting to see if Meta does actually listen to this cry out of its, its biggest users. So what I mean by quick ways to get attention is, you know, there's all this hype around video content again, and there's more hype around short form content. So things like, I think the way forward is to capture people's attention in that first three seconds, because we know that we're goldfish now. Thank you to the internet for that um, dear evolution of humans. (laughs) But we know that we have to really work hard to people, capture people's attention. The old saying of you got to get in front of someone seven times and we, we see 10,000 ads a day. That is on steroids now. Forget that. you. Someone needs to see your brand like a hundred times. That is not a real stat, by the way. So don't quote me on that. But you get my point. I, I'm exaggerating for effect. People need to see your brand a lot in order to actually take on, oh yeah, shit, I need to purchase. We are busy. Think of yourself. And when you're thinking of your consumers, think of yourself, think of how a day works for you and the things that you see and do, and then magnify that, right? Like, so that's my... um. Quick ways to get attention. Find what that is for your clients. It's different for everyone. So I'm not going to say, hey, you should be doing 30 second videos. Like it's ridiculous. It's whatever is right for your customer base and also what works for you too. Because if you don't love delivering the content you're delivering, that comes across really heavily. Personalization is another one that I saw coming up a lot on these blogs that I was reading and the research that's coming out. So we can use AI to personalize a lot more now. We have a lot more data of people. It's actually pretty scary. (laughs) Yes, your phone's listening to you. No, they reckon it's not, but you know, we all know better. 
But the thing is, this personalization. So the more personal you can make someone feel, we all care about ourselves, whether we believe that or not. Um, at the end of the day, we definitely, we do love ourselves and so we should, but we are also very interested in how brands can show that they care about us too. We want to be cared about. We're feeling lonely. We're feeling disconnected because the internet has done that to us. So the one thing that you can do is bring connection in to your customers. It will, it's a game changer, folks. So the next one is the content creator world. So I actually saw something coming out, some stats coming out of universities. I can't even quote what I was reading and where I was reading this. It was something I was just reading in more in bed the other morning about, you know, they, they actually think that this this whole like content creator thing is is going to become like a university course, which by the way, ridiculous. If you ask my, I think like, why does everyone need to go to uni? That's a whole other rant. I think, you know, if you're going to be a content creator, you certainly don't need a degree for that. It's either you have natural talent or you don't. So, and you also want to. So this whole content creator world is going to continue to grow. We are seeing that. If you're a brand, how can you tap into that or how can you become that? So really thinking in this content creation mind, we know that social media does get sales. It definitely converts people, but you have to be doing it in a way that's incredibly authentic to you. People see through the crap now and people want the authentic. So the more that you can step into this content creator mindset, I think the greater you will see your reach and potential sales to your clients. Obviously, this is based on your personal strategy. So knowing what it is that your brand needs to do and where they need to grow and where your clients are. I say that with everything because you're not just doing something for the sake of doing it. You're not jumping on trends for the sake of doing it. You will very rarely, if ever, see me jump on a trend for this reason. So the last thing I kind of want to touch on to think about is privacy and data. <clears throat> data breaches, hey, they're <laughs> very common now. And the interesting thing is I know that there's insurances and things that are being built for this because I don't care how big or how small you are in your business. If you have client data, you have a obligation to your clients and to your database if they're on a newsletter or something to protect their data. How are you doing that? And that is something that from it may not think like you may not think it's marketing, but it is 100% marketing. The whole point of marketing is to grow your database and obviously grow that client base. So you need to be thinking about privacy protection for these people and how you're doing that. And also whether you are actually breaking any laws at any point. So if you haven't really kind of thought about that, maybe get a, a data privacy and data lawyer involved or whoever it is. I don't personally work in that space. I know a little bit about it because I have to, because I'm a marketer, but I am not one to give advice, but I just wanted to flag it because obviously the more and more AI that's created, the more and more intelligence that we have online, the more we rely on online, like we are an online world now. And that means a lot of our shit is online and we are at all times subject to these data breaches and there's going to be more hackers. And you know, this online crime is probably the fastest growing crime, I would suggest. Not that I know the stats once again for that, but I would 100% argue that, that that is the case. So really being hyper aware of that and knowing that regardless of whether you're a $100,000 business or a $15 million business, you have an obligation and you can't just put it back on, you know, companies like Zero or whoever it is that you use for your CRMs and things like, yes, they have their obligation to make sure they're not getting hacked, but you also have to have a plan in place if a hacking occurs with that brand and you know that your client data gets stolen or your data gets stolen. You have to have mitigation for this um, and you have to have a process in place as to what happens and how you tell your people if it does happen. So they're the watch outs for me. 
I I don't think there's going to be the, like, I mean, there's always something major, right? Like ChatGPT is a year old, just over, you know, it's been a year since that blew up and sure it changed the landscape somewhat, but at the same time, like as humans, we kind of bucked it a bit too, right? We were like, yeah, we can all use it. But at the end of the day, I know when something's written by ChatGPT and we all do, right? Like there are newsrooms that are already using it to create complete articles and journalism and we, you know, like ethically you got to worry about that a little bit, right? So as humans, we are going to buck things that we're like, mm, that's a bit, and certain people won't and people will continue to use what they need to use in order to make money and wh- where they see the place to play and stuff like that. So yes, there's definitely going to be change next year. I think the marketing landscape, it's no longer like it used to be where it was very slow moving beast. It is almost changing daily now. Um, but the thing that you need to be sure of in your business is that you have a strategy in place because that's how when changes and things happen, you're prepared and you know what actually is going to affect you. It's not that you become tunnel visioned and think outside world can fuck off because I have my strategy and I don't have to change anything because this is the only path. The whole point of a good strategy is that it's flexible, but you're hyper aware of the places where your clients are. And so you need to pay attention to the changes there. And you're hyper aware of there's no point me jumping on board this Barbie movie meme because it doesn't affect me and my clients and it's not going to bring me any benefit. So the hour that I spend creating the reel or the meme or whatever it is won't turn into revenue. And this is the thing I constantly want everyone to always be thinking is know yourself, know your business and know your client well enough that you are not pulled in every which direction this year or any year and that you, you know, you are so steadfast in, okay, this is where I need to be marketing. These are the things I need to be doing. Otherwise, you're going to fall into that trap of, well, nothing works because, yeah, nothing will will work because you didn't come at it with a strategic mindset of how you're going to make it work. So that's my watch outs for you. I hope that's helpful. I have rambled on for almost 20 minutes or something. So I'm going to wrap it up. If there's anything that you need in your business this year, you know how you can work with me. You know how you can reach out. You know how you can say hi. I have spaces for the year available. Shock horror, it is only January. But I do book out quickly, you know. So like make sure if this is the year you do genuinely want to get more strategic about your marketing, stop chasing your tail. You know, I have a lot of great clients that have said working with me has genuinely changed the way they approach their business and also set them up for success. And that is why I do what I do. I genuinely love it because I really do want to change this this mindset of marketing has to look this way or, you know, if I'm not here, I'm not marketing or like and getting caught up in the bullshit that is out there because that's when we say things like marketing isn't working because it won't work if you don't come at it from the right angles and do the right things and put your energy in the right place. Marketing is a very challenging thing to do, especially when you're starting in business, especially when you're trying to get on top of things. It's really easy to get caught up and sucked into things that we see working for other people, but won't necessarily work for our business. That's what I'm trying to combat here, people. So yes, if you want to work with me, reach out. I would love to hear from you. I would love to chat about how we can work together in 2024. Um, I will give myself a little plug there. And of course, if you haven't already, I want you to go rate the show and leave me a review or reach out to me and say, hey, and tell me what you love, because that is why I do this podcast is to help you all have a fab 2024. You'll obviously be hearing from me twice weekly still this year. There won't be any major changes in the podcast. There will just be a few little things like I am planning to really grow this this year. So I will probably be asking for your support in doing that and telling your friends, highlighting it. You might even see me advertising podcast a little bit online because yes, I have serious goals to grow this bad boy because I love delivering it and I love what I do and the feedback from you guys is that you love it too. So 
help me in the growth goal um, and I will help you in your business goal and always deliver you the best guests and the best information that I can from the research that I do, but also from the work that I do with clients and the things that I see happening. I will always call bullshit. (laughs) It's one guarantee and I will always say fuck too often. So enjoy listening in 2024. I will continue to enjoy making this. Huge shout out to my producer, Leah, for getting this episode turned around quickly as well. She's an angel. Yes, if you also run a podcast and need someone to help you, reach out to Leah this year too. She's bloody phenomenal. Thank you, everyone, again. And I will be back in your ears next week. Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.